నమో బ్రహ్మాదిభ్యో బ్రహ్మ విద్యా సంప్రదాయ కర్తృభ్యో వంశఋషిభ్యో మహద్భ్యో నమో గురుభ్యహ శంకరం శంకరాచార్యం కేశవం పాదరాయణం సూత్రభాషకృతౌ వందే భగవంతౌ పునఃపున ఈశ్వరో గురురాత్మేది మూర్తిభేద విభాగినే వ్యోమవ్యాప్తదేహాయ దక్షిణామూర్తయే నమ ఓం శ్రీ గురుభ్యో నమ భద్రం కర్ణేభిశృణుయామ భద్రం పశ్యేమాక్షవిర్యచత్రా స్థిరైరంగై స్తుష్టువాగుంసస్తనూభి వ్యసేమదేవహితం యదాయు స్వస్తి న ఇంద్రో వృద్ధ్రవా స్వస్తి నూషా విశ్వేదా స్వస్తి నస్తాక్ష్యో అరిష్టనేమీ స్వస్తి నో బృహస్పతిర్దాతు ప్రజ్ఞాం సుప్రధానై స్థిరజరనికరై వ్యాపివిర్వ్యాప్యలోకాన్ భుక్వాభోగాన్ సవిష్టాన్ పునరది దిశనోద్భాసితాన్ కామజన్యాన్ పీత్వా సర్వాన్ విశేషాన్ స్వపితి మధురభుం మాయయా భోజయన్నో మాయాసంఖ్యం తురీయం పరమమృతమజం బ్రహ్మయత్తన్నతోస్మీయోవిశ్వాత్మావిజయాన్ ప్రాశ్యవోగాన్ స్థవిష్టాన్ పశ్చాశ్చాన్యాన్ సుమిది విభవాన్ జ్యోతిషాన్ స్వేన సూష్మాన్ సర్వానేతాన్ పునరభిషనై స్వాత్మని స్థాపయిత్వా సర్వాన్ విశేషాన్ విగదగుణగణై పాత్వసౌ నత్తురీయ ద మాంటుక్యోపనిషత్ మంత్రాసార్ ఓమిత్యేతదక్షరమిదం సర్వం తస్సోపవాఖ్యానం భూతం భవిష్యతి సర్వం ఓంకారయేవ యాన్యత్రికాలాదీతం తదప్యోంకారయేవ సర్వం హేతద్బ్రహ్మ అయమాత్మా బ్రహ్మ సోయమాత్మా చతుష్పాద్ జాగరితస్థానో బహి ప్రజ్ఞ సప్తాంగ ఏకోన విశతి ముఖ స్థూలబుక్ వైశ్వానర ప్రథమ పాద స్వప్నస్థానో అంతఃప్రజ్ఞ సప్తాంగ ఏకోన విశతి ముఖ వివిక్తబుక్ తైజసో ద్వితీయ పాద యత్ర సుప్నో న కంజన కామం కామయతే న కంజన స్వప్నం పశ్యతి తత్ సుషుప్తం సుషుప్తస్థాన ఏకీభూత ప్రజ్ఞానగన ఏవమానందమయో ఆనందబుక్ తేజోముఖ ప్రాజ్ఞతృతీయ పాద ఏష సర్వేశ్వరసర్వజ్ఞసర్వాంతర్యామీయోషయోని సర్వస్యప్రభవప్యయో హి భూతానాంతప్రజ్ఞం న బహి ప్రజ్ఞం నోపయద ప్రజ్ఞం న ప్రజ్ఞానఘనం న ప్రజ్ఞం నా ప్రజ్ఞం అదృశ్యం అవ్యవహార్యం అగ్రాహ్యం అలక్షణం అచింత్యం అవ్యపదేశం ఏకాత్మ ప్రత్యసారం ప్రపంచోపశమం శాంతం శివం అద్వైతం చతుర్థం మన్యందే స ఆత్మా స విజ్ఞేయ సోయమాత్మా అధ్యక్షరం ఓంకారం అధిమాత్రం పాదమాత్రమాత్రాశ్చ పాద అకార ఉకారమకార ఇది జాగరితస్థానో వైశ్వానర అకార ప్రథమాత్ర ఆప్తేరాదిమత్వాత్మాత్ ఆప్నోదిహ వై సర్వాన్ కామాన్ ఆదిశ్చవతి యయేవం వేద స్వప్నస్థానత్తైజస ఉకారో ద్వితీయమాత్ర ఉత్కర్షాద్ ఉభయత్వాద్వా ఉత్కర్షదిహ వై జ్ఞానసంతతి సమానశ్చవతి న అస్య బ్రహ్మవిత్కులేవతి యం వేద సుషుప్తస్థాన ప్రాజ్ఞ మకార తృతీయమాత్ర మితేరపీతేర్వా మినోదిహ వా 
ഇതം സർവം അപീതിശ്ചവതി യേവം വേദ അമാത്രശ്ചതുർത്ഥാവ്യവഹാര്യ പ്രപഞ്ചോപശമ ശിവ അദ്വൈത ഏവമോങ്കാര ആത്മൈവ സംവിശതി ആത്മനാ ആത്മാനം യം വേദ ഓം സോ വി ഹാവ് ബീൻ ഡൂയിങ് ദ ലാസ്റ്റ് ട്വൻറ്റി ഫൈവ് സെഷൻസ് സ്റ്റാർട്ടിങ് വിത്ത് ദ ഉപനിഷതിക് മന്ത്രാസ് ഫോർ ആൻഡ് ദ ഗൗഡപാദ കാരിക which the first chapter was basically an explanation of the upanishadic mantras for a better understanding and the second chapter we had the vaidatya pragranam or the illusion where the illusory nature of the experiences were explained and the third chapter was advaita pragranam where the unity between the the absolute and the transcendental is an appearance as a as a unity is a reality and that transcendental separation from the absolute is a appearance and that there is absolutely there is no creation there is no duality and there is only one untouched or non contact knowledge which is the or the consciousness awareness at brahma atma turiya different words are used for that that is only the reality in the process we knew that we have to always keep it in mind that there are fourfold message which gaudapada has been always conveying through his messages his first message is that the origination of the world should be negated there is the world has not been really originated from anything nor there is a creation for the world of experiences the objects the subject or the interaction between the three i mean between the two therefore the existence of the world should be negated the existence of the world which is experienced is being negated the appearance and the experience of the world is to be accepted the appearance is there we are having pratyaksha or we are having our sensory input of the appearances and the experiences caused by the appearance is to be accepted because that is a experience which is helping us to cross over the appearance which is not a reality to the real and the, the, this can be done only when the cause of the appearance and the experience is to be understood as the ignorance of the substratum or the turiyam or brahma which itself is being misunderstood due to maya as a separate creation and entity so once we have these fourfold clarity on our understanding the fourth chapter gaudapada has written with a clear in understanding that he has understood that the knowledge which he had conveyed in the first second and third chapter was meant only for the uttama adhikari or the the apt student whose mental blocks are not there he has no what you call hang ups on his experiences 
he has no hang up on the appearance being only partial and temporary in nature they do not have a permanency or nityatvam in it so only such a student would have accepted the first three chapters and the understanding that they would have definitely would have been questions or doubts which are arising which is a normal habit of the mind to throw up challenges whenever something which is not fathomable for the mind and acceptable to the mind to create confusion or to deviate our attention so with this in mind gaudapada has embarked on writing the fourth chapter even though the name alada shanti prakaranam is indicating of a torch which is burning a wooden torch at the end of that which is which has a fire when it is rotated alatam means that wooden torch and when it is rotated instead of seeing a spot of burning stick we feel that there is an existence of a circle and this appearance of the circle quenching of that to see what is the source from where the circle appearance of the circle has arisen is the what is called the alata shanti prakaranam is a, is a treatise basically this treatise is not new or creation by gaudapada this was there even the buddhistic literature especially nagarjuna's karika it is there so there were the because of that you know there are attributions saying that gaudapada is a buddhist scholar who have converted to advaita or he is a buddhist in the guise of an advaitin different uh, you know method of you know abusing or you know naming the master has taken place but we are not going into the you know literature part or the history part of it our interest is to know the truth or to understand what is being taught apply it on our own our own experiences the important aspect of any study forget about upanishad any study which you make or any knowledge which is taken understood unless it is applicable and put into practice that knowledge is as useless as a library book so don't think that you know these teachings are meant to be a intellectual jugglery or a you know a treatise for the intellect to argue and counter argue no the in, the purpose of my interest at in, in giving this sharing my knowledge to all of you is for that while i request all of you to apply it in your own practice and application and see validity of these teaching applicable there may be places where it may not be gelling with your own experiments because of certain impediments which will come no doubt about it but that will get clarified as and when you practice it again and again this exactly is what is the theme of the fourth chapter of advaita prakaranam or alada shanti prakaranam where gaudapada is starting with a prayer to uh the that unique person who has given him this knowledge and then in the second verse 
he is giving a prostration or salutation to this ajada knowledge or the dvaita knowledge itself so this is how the fourth chapter is starting and it is also ending with a, a similar uh, i mean a salutation so this has deviated from the trend which he had done for the first second and third chapter so there is also historians and grammar, i mean uh, you know other literature these uh, kids who say that this is not by you know gaudapada it has been written by somebody else added up as the fourth chapter because more references to the buddhic buddhistic approach is the etc etc so let us not get into those uh, arguments and all what we are interested is that what he is teaching so i always tell that there is a famous uh, subhashitam or the a, a good poem or a good uh, verse which i always use for my in explanation that ananda veda bahuveditavyam alpascha kala bahavascha vigna yat sarabhutam tatupasitavyam yadahamso shirambhumishra ananda veda innumerable ananta means innumerable veda means knowledge that means here it is indicating the sources of knowledge there are innumerable sources of knowledge ananda veda alpastakala bahavascha vigna we have very limited time because looking at the the amount the enormous amount of knowledge available in the world with the different libraries masters and different philosophies different teachers and all they are innumerable in nature but we have a very limited time we started interest on to this only when we knew that such things existed so lot of time our life has been lost in the childhood or the adulthood or the teenage etc etc bahavascha vigna there are many impediments because we need to make sure that food clothing and shelter is to be done for that we need to be working in the world and earning our livelihood so the time allotment for uh, learning these uh, these knowledge or grasping this knowledge is also big. these are the impediments for us to not uh, devote our full attention to that alpastagala bhavascha vigna so what is that then what do we do yat sarabhutam tadupasidavyam what is the crux of that this teaching when it is being conveyed through instead of studying the entire veda if the upanishad is giving the crux of the veda so yat sarabhutam tadupasidavyam that is the one which is to be understood and studied by close study now this can be done either through books or through teacher or in it is not only upanishad anything which you want to learn you need to get the right interpretation because most of these things are are not in our today's nomenclature and transactional knowledge so we need to make effort for understanding this from the people who know about it there are people who without taking any effort you know decry these are ancient and have these knowledge have no meaning in today's sense only science has a validity etc 
Science has validity in its own nature. It is not being denied by these scriptures, nor is the scriptures in contradiction with the science or the modern learning which we are. We as the as the world progresses, these knowledge can be adapted for applying anywhere because this knowledge which we learn from the Upanishad are, you know, immortal in nature, and any time it will can come into application because they are talking about the truth. and truth never goes through any alteration moderation or change anything created can go through changes or moderation or alteration but the truth with which it is made that substratum doesn't go undergo any change so yat sarabhudam tadupasitavyam yada hamso shirambu mishram like the mythical bird hamsa which segregates the milk solid from the milk now uh, it is said that the saliva of that bird curdles the milk instantaneously and its tongue is like a paper filter which can you know retain the solid and throw out the water from the milk solid after taking the milk solid so like that we should take the best of these teachings what is meant what is the you know the crux or the useful thing from these teachings there may be poetic explanation there may be you know exaggeration there may be examples which are used everything has its own place but what is needed is one should go and give attention to what is the the essence of the teaching that is what matters and if it is applicable to our life and is it helping us is what can be done only by the individual who is listening anyone else talking about it even my, my explanation or the upanishad rishi's explanation or anybody else explaining that will have no effect on anyone who is listening unless the person applies this to his own understanding and life so with that in the mind and prayer to the purushottama the the one who is passed on this knowledge to us we will start the first karika of the fourth chapter jnanena akashakalpena dharma anya gaganopaman neya bhinnena sambuddha tam bande divitambaram yah the one who is akashakalpanena similar to the space neya bhinnena it is not different from the neyam means the the objects of the knowledge jnanena by by knowledge we should know that it is not different from the from the knower and the knowledge there is no difference and how does that neya binna jnanena that the one this is only if we apply it to we are applying this to our knowledge our is used for knowing ourselves and the experiences we are having so neya binnena jnanena jnaya binnena and gaganopaman dharman here the dharman is not the dharma but here the dharma the meaning is for the jiva or the individual gaganopaman it is like the sky again so what has that the done is sambuddha is the one who knows that samyak buddhi means here the, the all knowing ishvara 
is the indication why the word sambuddha is that sarvatnya so that sarvatnya has taught that the jiva dharma is like the gaganopaman like the like the sky in the sky how we find that objects are coming occupying is not separate from the sky because it needs the sky for its own existence so there is ananyatvam in that sneya bhinnatvam the the known the objects known the the jiva himself and the objects in this thing is depending upon the gakana upaman like the space that not that truth which is like the space so remember the example of were the pot space and example which was there in the previous chapter so by the creation akasha kalpanena once we have this imagination of the space and then the jiva and the tneya bhinna is by known only through jnana who has been passed on to us by the sambuddha or the ishvara and who is he dvidam varam dvipataha means dvu means two 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 pet bipeds varam means best among the two pets means indicating the guru or ishvara here because it's a parampara arayanam patmabhuvam vasishtam vyasancha tatprutra parasharam cha yogindra it is like that it goes like that so dvipadam varam is indicating of the the teacher tradition and the best among the teachers tam bande to whom is my prostrations i salute to such a person so i the pro down to parame purushottama or parameshwara or the that ishvara who is the embodiment of knowledge like the space who by giving the knowledge made me realize that i am not separate from him like that if i am not even separate in the sense like the subject and the object separation is a is an imagination or an appearance which could be negated by knowledge therefore he has shown me that knowledge with which the jiva brahma aikyam or there is no difference between the jiva and the turiya the substratum on which the jiva is being experienced so the experience of individuality is not separate from that awareness in which everything becomes awareness or everything is shining in the form of awareness as objects neya bhinna so that is the meaning of the first karika in the second karika he is now praising the knowledge itself asparsha yogo vai nama sarva sat mukhsukhita abhivada abiruddhascha deshitastam namamyaham aham namami i am saluting to whom sarva sat sukhah the the existence of all happiness the happiness and existence are not two separate thing but that sarva sat sukha means 
normally we have the tendency to know happiness related to objects when it becomes part of us priya moda pramoda becomes when we desire it it is priya when we get it we have we have a moda and when we consume it or when we enjoy it it is a pramoda so this is these are the three knowledge of sugha we know but here he is talking about sarva sat sugha it is the nature of happiness in the existence of everything hit that itself is hidaha and that is not something which is hampering or disturbing i mean in any way going to be opposing in nature it is a well being hidaha means well being of sarva everything again avivadaha it is non controversial aviruddhascha it is not opposing the reality also because if it is vivada it is a controversial free but then again vivada can happen or the vivada mean viruddha means the knowledge can be negated later aviruddha means that knowledge or that aware that happiness has never been negated at any point at all point of time shankara is giving a very detailed you know explanation on it what he says that is that the what he says that ubadeshtu nama samskaram sukhena jnane jnanatneya bhair abhihitam paramartha tattva darshanam iha prakarena pratipaditaishitam prati prati pratipaksha pradisheda dwarena pratityadam bhavati it's it's a highly technical statement but the summary is like that jnanatneya jnatru veda rahitam there is the triput the triputi or the threesome of subject object and the knowing that is the aviruddham there is no virodha in that in that what happens is that paramartha tattva darshanam iha that is the paramartha tattva darshanam that atma satyanubodham which we heard in the third chapter that itself is the paramartha tattva darshanam or asparsha yoga or asanga yoga or the turiya jnanam that pradipapa tripada ishitam to know to by explaining that to us through the yoga of asparsha pratipaksha pratisheda dwarena all pratipaksham means opposition to that this knowledge when it is being explained to us whatever opposing opposing nature which is being projected by the different philosophers everything when it is being answered pratityadam bhavati it becomes crystal clear so we should understand that the the purpose of asparsha yoga is to to that it is the only the knowledge the asparsha yoga here means not the yoga of any other practice the asparsha yoga itself is a, uh, the asangat jnanam the un, the non contact then the reality of the non there is non duality therefore there is no two to contact and therefore it is asparsha or non contact so that desitahatam desita upadeshitam one the one who has you know ex, or you know advised me or explained to me 
tam namamyaham to him i am prostrating he is continuing the prostration to the, the now the jnana swarupa in the first chance he said dopitamida is in the physical form of a guru he said that here the guru has become the asparsha yoga or the jnana swarupa and with that jnana swarupa all sorts of uh, vivada has been the controversies have been removed and all pratipaksha op oppositions have been also removed and by by advising the reality to me to him i is my prostrations now onwards the 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 real teaching starts from the this particular chapter there are two schools of philosophy which were very prominent even today and being used by all philosophers of indian systems of philosophy one is the sankhya system and the other one is vaisheshika nyaya or tarka is the main means in which it because the sankhya system was the oldest even before buddhism and everything it was there as the oldest philosophy that has been the substratum for all subsequent philosophy or sprouts come out from that one banyan tree of sankhya to know that we should know where the sankhya has reached up to which level why did the subsequent philosophies deviate and come out is because of the tendencies of the teachers who explained to them they gave predominance to certain aspects so we should understand that sankhya and vaisheshika nyaya vaisheshika are two schools which are opposing each other because when the sankhya system was taught nay vaisheshika nyaya system even though they adopted lot of thing from the nyaya vaisheshika thing they opposed certain aspects of nyaya sankhya system also so keeping this in mind we will have to understand the next five uh, karikas for to when i'll explain why where is the difference coming also so bhutasya jatim ichchanti vadinah केचिदेवहीपूतस्यापरेधीराधीनमेंटिस्टम से prakriti is from where all creation is taking place in the presence of the purusha so prakriti is jatam even it is there even before from prakriti comes the creation is the sankhya system of explanation bhutasya jatim ichchanti vadinah kechideva and whereas nayayika and vaisheshika what they say is that apu apud abudasya jadim ichchanti apudasya apare apare means other dhiraha means dimantaha or vadinaha so the nyaya vaisheshika says abudasya apare the reason is that when sankhya system said that prakriti has become 
by by creation into multitudes of jivas and the jiva is a creation from the prakriti bhutasya jati so nayayika and vaisheshika say but they opposite saying that if it is already born why there should be further creation for it how can you say they are creation from the first one the first one itself is the second one how can you say that the first second one is a creation separate from the first one no there is no separatedness from this thing but we are proposing that before creation there should be absence for of that only when there is an absence of anything a something can be created now if there is a pot is to be created the absence of the pot should be there first in that place only a pot can be created now if the pot is already there why should somebody create a pot now prakriti if it is it is there jiva is also part is like prakriti only the creation from the jata from the bhutasya jatam so why what is the necessity to call it as a jatam it is only the prakriti only is there you should say you cannot say the creation is there that is why the, these two parasparam vaditavantaha so the then the sankhya system say if it is if you are saying it is the absence of the pot and you are creating the pot the pot is not being created from something which is not there at all you are using the mud or the clay from which you are making the pot the pot in the name and form of the pot is never seen in the clay but it is there as a seed in the pot it is the seed form of the pot which comes into shape when the pradibandha or the obstacle for the shape and the form to come up that when it is removed it is coming so they saying that our philosophy is right it is already there it is only an appearance of the name and form from the mud which is the this you are saying they but nayayika say that if it is there in the pot but the pot is not there when it is being created if pot is there there is no need for creation so we are creating a pot from a raw material that is fine but the pot is not there this way both of them argue advaitin says we have no argument with either of them because they are arguing between themselves and they do not know the reality because of the reason why they are arguing between themselves then goes to the next karika bhutam na jayate kanchit kinchit bhutam naiva jayate vividanto advaya hi evam ajatim khyapayanti te bhutam na kinchit jayate once it is there it there is nothing which can create out of that or it's something which you being created means it is it is not separate from the first bhutam na kanjit jayate apudam naiva jayate now this is roughly saying that nasato vidyate bhavo na bhavo vidyate sada that meaning is being given here it is that is what is already existing cannot be born and what is not there can never take birth also this is the way they swing they are fighting with these dualists the dwaitins those who create the multiplicity in the world of experiences 
they are arguing between themselves on this creation aspect evam jadim khyapayanti then they they in actually by doing that both of them what are they doing there there, there is absolutely there, they are revealing that both being opposing to each other both of them are wrong there is really no creation taking place which is the ajadivada what the advaitin is saying so adis we don't have to fight with them they are fighting between each other and negating one another's philosophy but if you one if one is to really analyze that their arguments you will find that the creation is never a reality it is never taking place those dualists real the real birthlessness of the in in the world because there is no creation as per the bodhasya jatam na bevati na abodhasya jatam na kadabi bhavati so there in both the cases created cannot further create the non non existent current like the you know hair of a horn cannot be created that is abodha which is never possible to be created can never be created or a you know child for a barren woman or a, you know a flower from the sky these are all the abodhasya jatam bodhasya na kinjit jayate is that the what is being there is so is exactly what is being seen in the and the other one also what you see as mud is nothing but mud in the shape of a pot so pot is not a creation it is the mud only the name and form is appearing different but in the substance with which it is appearing that bodham the mud is a created one from there the body is when it is born it is not a separate creation what is it showing it is showing that that ajadi ajadam is the reality so then the next karika say khyapyamanam ajadim tai anumodamahe vayam vivadamaha natai sardam avivadam no nibhodatah so what is that anumodamahe we are congratulating both of them because they made our life easier vayam modamahe anumodamahe vayam means advaitins here advaitins are saying we are congratulating them or we are you know thanking them for because ajadim tai khyapyanamanam what they are proposing unknowingly is ajadi because they 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 are not seeing the ajadi in their argument they are arguing between negating each each other but if wife they can closely see it and analyze it they will find that they are they are approving the, they are approving birthlessness by, by negating both of them each other so we approve that birthlessness revealed by them both of them are showing that jadasya janmana bhavati ajadasya kadana janma bhavidum arhati so the created doesn't have to go through a birth again nor the impossible one which is ajadam which is not uh, this thing you know uh, which cannot be born can be created so therefore uh, the unborn will remain as unborn only the, if you think it is born it cannot be born again so therefore it is if you think it is born it will remain as what it is so there is absolutely no no creation which is taking place which is our advaiti stand is that 
the creation is really not taking taken place the the creation has never happened ajatasyaiva dharmasya jadi michandi vadinah ajato hi amrudo dharma martyatam kadameshyate vadinah those who are disputing with disputants ajatasya evasya dharmasya jadi michandi by the disputes what are they postulating or what are they proposing the birth of the unknown unborn reality ajadasya reality is what is there for they are proposing by doing this argument by the by the argument between themselves ajato the unborn hi amrutah is the immortal dharma is a reality martyadam kadam ishade how can the subject to be mortality if the ajadi or the 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 reality is unborn or cannot take birth or cannot go for a creative process so how can the the mortality because the moment you say creation the the mortality and the rebirth is keeping on happening that is the previous form and the root previous state is is going through a annihilation and a new new product is being created so the creation has to precede an annihilation annihilation and creation is intermittent but how can the unborn be ever subjugated to creation because it is it was never born can it be never be born again so there is no rebirth or no birth again for this the reality which is what we are talking about the ajatam or advaitam na bhavati amrutam martyah na martya amrutam tada prakrte ranyato bhavo na kachandit bhavishyati this verse we have seen the second part we have seen it in the third chapter again prakrte ranyato bhavo na kachandit bhavishyati the nature of the any anything which is in the nature can never be altered and when it cannot be altered creation is denied na bhavati amrutam martyah amrutam that which is immortal can never become martyam means is which is subject to birth and death na martyasya amrutam tada nor can be the one which is becoming mortal can become immortal once you think that you are immortal or mortal then you cannot become immortal so that all both are you know contradicting each other so the transformation of this intrinsic nature you know of this thing the fire can never be killed to say that the fire has been killed the fire may not appear to be seen there or the fuel would have been over the conditions under which the fire exist existed thing but the nature of the fire to give light and heat can never be separated out of the fire that is what is called the prakriti it is not the appearance of the fire we are talking about it is the heat and the light of the fire is the very nature with which we call it as a fire same way every object in the world has got a prakriti or a intrinsic nature in them that will never undergo any change because if that goes through a change then that that object will never be the same object again 
so they, they you cannot say that it is the same object because if the intrinsic nature of a of an object is going through any change that that means that was not its intrinsic nature if it is intrinsic in nature it will never change but appearances can happen and appearances can change that is a different aspect altogether but prakrite ranyato bhavo na katanjit bhavishyati this intrinsic nature of everything in the world is immutable unchangeable therefore the immortal can never become mortal because the nature of immortal is to remain immortal so it cannot become mortal or if you are thinking that there is a thinking called mortal it can never become immortal because then it will not it is not mortal if it, had, it can become immortal so in either case these two are not possible and because the intrinsic nature of objects can never go through any alteration स्वस्वभावो ना अमृतो यस्या धर्मो गच्छति मत्यताम धर्मर्थतालिटीटर्सन tasya for him krutakena by activity or by by kartra dharma or by doing activity on to this amrutah sa katam tyasyati nisala how can that immortality remain in the same that it cannot be thing so if immortality is the nature of a person activity by doing krutakam or karma you cannot achieve amrutatvam again because it is that nature which is already there but if he is thinking that he is mortal and he want to do karma or the activity and with that he will become immortal that is also not possible because then the swarupa will change prakriti will change the mortal will be the mortal nature of the mortal itself is called the means it is mortal in nature mortal can never become immortal and the immortal can never become mortal so amrutah kadam tasyati nischalah how can that it that the same thing either you call it amrutah or either you call it as amrutah means immortal or mortal they cannot be changed to one another and that is what is that prakrutir anyato bhavo no action can change that that is what the main important part of this eighth month eighth karika that by action if you think you can change it by acting on the mud mud lump of mud you have created a clay uh, and and a pot you have not changed the nature of mud the mud itself is in appearing the form of a pot if you remove the mud from that which is then intrinsic nature of the lump of clay the pot has no existence so it is very clear that the nature the activity cannot bring immortality or mortality for either of them so what the vedas were telling that you know 
the kriyas and the yatnya dana krapa karma yoga and all those things which which is activity to achieve immortality for if you think that you are a ma- ma- human being who have birth growth day age decay and death no action can give you immortality but if you can if you can understand the reality of it what is the reality of the nature of it what is going through the birth growth day decay and death and that you can understand that is a transformation of what is from which it came it is going back to that it has come from the mud in the form of nutrition or food or protein etc and when it is dying it is going back to the mud only from where it has come but the one which you think if the if the jiva thinks that if the individual thinks that i am getting birth i am i am going childhood old age and everything is the body's body's attribution is superimposed on the atma which is sarvat always immortal and observing the changes the one who knows the changes without going through any changes no activity by doing onto the mortal of the body the body will not become immortal and the atma which is immortal already in the is observing the mortality of the body or the changes or parinama or the mutation of the body which is for nature of the that is the nature of that mutation of the body so that is not leaving its nature nor atma need to leave its nature atma is always immortal so activity cannot bring the body immortality but the atma which is immortal doesn't need the activity to become immortal also in either case kritagena amrutasya katam tasyati nischala the kritagam or the karta krit all the action activity is not needed for any of this this to because these are all happening only in the in the in the delusion samsiddhiki swabhaviki sahaja akrta chaya prakriti seti vitneya swabhavam na jahati sa swabhavam na jahati nature is never the intrinsic nature is never given up the prakriti doesn't give up its nature samsiddhiki ibit siddhi using siddhis and act the you know doing lot of Uh, practices if you think that you have achieved something what is achieved is something which is temporary in nature that will not remove with you that will be going but it is swabhaviki it is by nature intrinsic in nature inherent is in the nature of the object that is sahaja it is at that from the time of birth itself is there therefore it is akrata it is not created by something new up and akrata this ya swabhavam na jahati that the nature with which it is sahaja what is born with that na na jahati is not being given up sa prakriti iti vitneha that is what you should understand that as that is the prakriti this prakriti is what did it is mentioned in the previous verse it prakritir anyado bhavo na katanjit bhavishyadi we used a word called prakriti that prakriti is to be known that which is not given up by itself 
it it is the intrinsic nature that is what is called prakriti and it is it is samsidhiki in the sense it is it is not accomplished due to any action but it is a swabhavacha or swabhavam or inherent or inborn then only it is called prakriti and it is uncreated it is not something which has been created new into anybody or what is there is it is the swabhava or the prakriti or the nature of every creation now why these are all being explained is that we are taking this step by step refutation of all the pratipaksha means opposition which can come up in our mind when we are studying the ajadivada how are we really not subjective birth death and decay we are the immutable permanent amritam turiyam atma brahma to have to arrive at this knowledge the mind will bring all these sorts of opposition or the objections from our experience also from what we have learned from outside each of them need to be taken up and refuted then only the the false adherence to these beliefs can be shaken up and thrown out for that purpose godapada is taking each one of these aspects and explaining it one by one we'll continue this because there are totally 100 verses we are now on the ninth verse and 10th verse onwards we will do it in the next wednesday om purnamada purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnamevavashishyate om shanti 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 hari om shri gurubhyo namaha hari om thank you dhanyavada Thank you Binduji. That was a wonderful great start to chapter 4. Yeah, thank you for that. Uh, I did have a question Binduji. First of all, thank you for sharing. Um and thank you in advance for the uh, the answer that's going to come. My question is that when one starts to see the unreality of their own body, uh does that change something for that being in in terms of their body um as well? assume your body is similar to the dress you are wearing your body is not different from that so when if you can treat your body like the dress you are wearing that it is a instrument for you to express and gather like if you are wearing an official attire you know it is for the purpose of the office you are doing it if you are doing a casual wear for a game or a you know entertainment you will be doing in a different attire the same way we have the body for using different experiences of the world the the knower of the sensation from the sensory inputs is not the one which is the body it is different and that that entity which is the awareness need to be disassociated as the as the one witnessing the body and its operations not the body is what we are 
then only you can see that the separation from the body as a activity of the body not as your activity um, yes but my question is what changes for a being that has seen the truth has seen the unreality of all of this is there an actual perceptible change that happens for them so for instance when i'm hearing that the body is uh, not real and i see people walking around me i already when i think in terms of what's the aliveness in them is what's more real the aliveness that the existence the isness more than um more than the form that is more than the form so the yeah. form you i understood i understood what your question is see joy you have to understand that this is a a knowledge a knowledge of establishing the reality of our nature once that establishing of the reality of our true nature is known the the experiences of the body will be treated as experiences it will continue to continue to perform the same way the eyes can only see the light it cannot see anything else the ear can only hear the sound same way the body functions will continue to remain the same we will continue to see every everybody every object but your knowledge that the other person is also not the physical body he is also an atma that knowledge how do you not feel that you will be able to identify just as what you have understood as yourself the other man understands or not is not a your question but you know the other man is also atma his his body is going through change whether he is observing his changes and he is able to identify himself as an atma is not your concern that is his his concern but you know for sure that he is also similar to you and not only that man everything in the world you will be able to see it as instruments which is expression of existence and awareness so that yatra tu sarvam atmeva bhut tat kenakam pasyet kenakam vijaniyat is the question which was asked question yet sarvam atmeva bhut that is the that is the understanding it is not that it the, the the organs will change projecting where they no it is an understanding or a deep seated knowledge of the no, the reality of everything we are transacting with a food as a thing which will conquer hunger will continue that is not going to change but you will know that the food which is quenching the hunger the food is also part of the expression of the experiences the body which is having an experiences of hunger is also an expression of awareness in the awareness the hunger is taking place and the awareness another another object is coming and the hunger is an activity the name which is called the hunger is also nothing but an awareness or experience of awareness so the names and forms and the appearances that the, the intricate things are the the appearances and the experiences of them are the reality of their fundamental nature of existence awareness or sachidananda in everything that is why verse sarvam atmeva bhut only a person who can shift his identity not only for himself 
for everything as that they are nothing but existence awareness appearing as many things the appearances can be multiple in nature it can be you know not only physical bodies or subtle bodies or emotions feelings and thoughts anything can that they all need awareness or the knowledge or consciousness for their existence and those existence awareness is the reality of everything appearance have got multiplicity the multiplicity is an appearance and that do not have permanency because they come and go but the consciousness and existence or the existence and consciousness the fundamental nature of those reality has never undergone any change will never undergo through any change this knowledge when it becomes your knowledge then only you will be able to perceive that unity in everything that you seeing that unity in everything is not that everything will appear as a blank object no everything will appear as they are but you will know the reality of everything i just want to ask the about about bindu ji i was going to ask you the last verse that that uh, i was just going to ask that that i didn't quite understand the elaboration of the the ninth uh, verse the last verse we read uh, because as i read it i'm just trying to uh, i'm just trying to understand what it means and if you could make a comment on that uh, again Sa- yeah samsiddhiki swabhave swabhaviki sahaja akrata chaya prakriti seti प्रकृति सह विज्ञेय स्वभाव न जहाती सो दिस्व टू रीड इट इज दिस्ज सांसिदी स्वभाविकी दट पर्मनेंटली अकंपलिश्ड मीन्स दर दर आर थिंग्स विच आर नेचर नेचर आर प्रोवाइडेड सी फॉर एग्जांपल द अष्टसिद्धि और थिंग्स लाइक दैट विच आर दर in the yogi accomplished things that is what is being indicated by the word samsiddhi here but that is also what is by nature only what you are acquiring see for example if you are acquiring a special knowledge forget about the ashtasiddhi and all a special knowledge which you have accomplished that knowledge which you have accomplished is permanent in your nature it can never go from you swabhaviki is what you have got inherently you have got certain tendencies and certain nature behaviors in it which is also sahaja by birth itself some of them some of them appear over a period of time as you know the body develop because the in the the appearance the the swabhava can come when there we will know the swabhava when it is not dormant but when it is in the expression that doesn't mean that swabhava is in the form of inherent or a dormant stage was not there the right application time when it can be seen and applied the swabhava will be shown by the uh, the prakriti or the whatever is there in the nature so these aspects be of there of the objects they never is lost from that whether they are expressing or not like i know i told you no fire it may not burn but that doesn't mean the nature of fire has gone through the change 
the fuel may not be there or that it may be a wet wood conditions can change the you know for that uh, to express it but the moment the fire it is if it is an inflammable thing and if it catches fire the fire will exhibit only light and heat it will not exhibit anything other than light and heat this is the prakriti is to be what is to be un understood as the unchanging aspect of everything is it clear yeah it's it's um i i i just when i read this bindu ji so i mean i can see your elaboration but when sam siddhi ki swabhavik ki sahaj akrita charya right so this this seems to be fairly clear that they are talking about the siddhi of sam which would be something like an equality and your true nature swabhav is sahaj that comes to you very naturally what let's say ramana would call sahaj right that's why we call it sahaj samadhi and then you say prakriti seti vigyaya this is the this is the line which is more complex prakriti seti vigyaya swabhavam na jahitiya and so See, that that, that, is, that that word is that prakriti sa iti vitneha sa prakriti that is the prakriti iti vitneha you should know that is the way in which prakriti is and that prakriti swabhavam na jahati it doesn't abandon its swabhava or its nature the prakriti's nature is not abandoned by it what is the swabhava samsiddhi swabhaviki sahaja akrita it is neither created by any activity it is by by birth or by the, the by the creation itself it is there in in a, in an object or swabhava by nature it can it has certain qualities to express itself samsiddhi is something which is there but it has been it has acquired over a period see the heat which is being shown in the in the fire is acquired from the from the fuel no so samsiddhi you should take it something similar to that so that is what is samsiddhi swabhaviki sahaja so if you want the shankara bhasha is a very long one which has got samyak siddhi samsiddhi tatra bhava samsiddhi yada yoginam siddhanam animadi aishwarya prapti prakriti so that is because of those days that those are all the things which they have considered as prakriti but in today's world let us take it as that the iq levels of certain people they are all prakriti by that swabhavaja you know they are it is their nature you you may increase your iq level by studying and acknowledging knowledge that, that is when when you are doing but then you cannot come to a person who by by the high iq who has born can be compared by the person who tried to acquire it the knowledge and everything even here also the iq etc are measures which have been formulated by us as a measure but that is not the real iq so this is something which you have to see swabhava sahaja is the more important one which is by birth itself what is there it can never be left out by a prakriti means a one which is there by natural uh, creation thank you thank you vinu ji the way i i, I interpreted it is 
ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಲೈಕ್ ದೇವಸ್ಯ ಸ್ವಭಾವ ರೆಫರ್ಡ್ ಅರ್ಲಿಯರ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಉಪನಿಷತ್ ಅಪಿಯರೆನ್ಸ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಪೀರಿಯನ್ಸ್ ಈಸ್ ದ ಸ್ವಭಾವ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಈದರ್ ಯು ಓವರ್ಲೇ ದಟ್ ವಿತ್ ಸಿದ್ಧಿ ಆರ್ ಎನಿಥಿಂಗ್ ಎಲ್ಸ್ ಇಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಕಂಟಿನ್ಯೂ ಟು ಬಿ ದ ಸೇಮ್ ಪ್ರಕೃತಿ ಸ್ವಭಾವ ಇಟ್ ಈಸ್ ದ ಸೇಮ್ ದ ನೋ ಚೇಂಜ್ ದಟ್ಸ್ ಹೌ ಐ ಟುಕ್ ಇಟ್ ಬಿಂದೋಜಿ ಯಾ ಇಟ್ ವಿಲ್ ಕಮ್ ಟು ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ಸ್ಟೇಜ್ ವೆಂಗಟ್ ಲೇಟರ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ಗೌಡಪಾದ ಇಸ್ ರೆಫ್ಯೂಟಿಂಗ್ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಕ್ರಿಯೇಟಿವ್ ಆಬ್ಜೆಕ್ಟ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದೆನ್ ಹೀ ಇಸ್ ಸೇಯಿಂಗ್ ದಟ್ ದ ಕ್ರಿಯೇಟ್ ದರ್ ಇಸ್ ನೋ ಕ್ರಿಯೇಷನ್ ಇಟ್ ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ಸೊ ದಟ್ ಈಸ್ ವೈ ಇಟ್ ಈಸ್ ದರ್ ಇನ್ ದೇಶಿಂಗ್ ದ ಪ್ರಕೃತಿ ಆಫ್ ಸ್ವಭಾವ ಆಫ್ ದ ತುರಿಯ ಇಟ್ ಬಿಕಮ್ಸ್ ಬಿಂದೋಜಿ ಶುಡ್ ಬಿ ಅಂಡರ್ಸ್ಟ್ಯಾಂಡ್ ಸಮ್ ಸಿದ್ಧಿ ಆಸ್ ಇಕ್ವಾನಿಮಿಟಿ ನೋ ನೋ ಇಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ಇಕ್ವಾನಿಮಿಟಿ ಇಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಸಮ್ಯಕ್ ಸಿದ್ಧಿ ಇಸ್ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ವೆಲ್ ಅಕ್ವೈರ್ಡ್ ನೌ ದ it it you see in the in the example where shankara is mentioning about animadi aishwarya that it remains through the kalpa to the end of the kalpa of once you have a, a yogi has achieved animadi uh, aishwarya he will remain with the animadi aishwarya till then the kalpa in end of the kalpa is there but if you are to if i have to translate in the modern world thing it is it is just like you know if you have if you have create if you have uh, purified a metal uh, even that will not be the thing that will not be a right example it can be contaminated again it's see the example which we can is, is that the the best way to remember is that iq part only which is by nature there is a tendency for the intellect to have a capacity to understand things that is either you can acquire it by developing your intellectual capacity or you can have it by by birth itself right in either way once you have expressed their intellectual capacity it it, it is going to be there as long as your intellect is in operation now that in that buddhi is the prakriti there so prakriti in the buddhis have exhibit will continue to show that aspect are we not are we not here bindu ji are we not comparing that which is something that can develop like an intellect with something that is not in this place of development right i mean i'm just trying to understand that or when venkat ji talks about appearance i'm wondering where that is appearance uh, as a property is mentioned there i i did not see that i'm just trying to see because it seems to me that the properties in a sense if you will the swabhav of of the that which the swabhav that which doesn't change is being pointed out and the nature of it is maybe being pointed out so whether it is eternal or it's an appearance maybe that is being pointed out so i'm just trying to understand where that is um you know where where there is a uh, that i mean i'm not really getting the relevance uh, i'm not getting the connection actually we will revisit this these these verse this verse after completing another three more because three or five four more because 
the development of this one is happening further so in the next class when i complete that particular topic and when we shift to a new subject or new aspect i will explain to you this this same verse i'll take up and explain to you let us move on actually what we are saying here is that ki that there is change and not changing it is on the basis of the appearances and the nature which we are saying that ki it is changing or not changing is also an appearance so the in appearance will always change it's i am saying that ki it, it's on the standpoint of appearance we are saying there is changes there are changes and unchanges and so we are saying the nature nature is so the nature which we which we are stating out to be not changing or unchanging changing or unchanging is also an appearance that that's what my statement is I, and i wanted clarification kind of thing on that see this is what i'm saying appearance is always subject to change that which doesn't change is the what is called the prakriti or the swabhava and prakriti will never leave leave its appearance it it will not appear as something else the fire will never appear as something else the water will never appear as something else the water will be the, the intrinsic nature of the water will be always there if the water has become a cloud or an ice it is it doesn't mean that it has become something else it is from our ignorance we call it as ice or as no ignorance in the sense that keeping aside the intrinsic nature of water we call it as cloud or as snow but the water has not gone through any change so that is what we want us to understand that so prakriti is not unchanging means the nature the nature is unchanging the in, intrinsic nature of a object the intrinsic nature with which that pro, that object becomes what it is and when it is removed from that there is no object at all that is what is called prakriti or swabhava okay yeah uh, since uh, the word uh, siddhi is used and uh, it mentions of attainment of powers uh, can be interpreted this way that something known cannot be uh, made unknown will that suffice the interpretation because it creates a confusion i didn't get your question meaning uh, this sam siddhi ki prakriti the question which hmm. we uh, asked uh, uh, it talks about uh, attainment of siddhis once attained it cannot be uh, forgotten it is there yes. for future too. so yeah. can we instead of using siddhi we can simply use that something known cannot be made unknown will it be a better interpretation yeah that's what i also told no what you acquired as a knowledge can never be forgotten that knowledge will remain with you what we call it as siddhi etc is something which is not with our knowledge so we call it as a siddhi but the person who has that knowledge for him it is not a uh, not a siddhi but he know how to it is his capacity to exhibit that whenever he wants it right 
I mean, to me, it for just a, seems Binduji that something that for is... Now, the, for, the, the, for example, you take a magician. Forget about Animadi Aishwarya. Forget about... The, let us take out a magician. He, he learned how to do mass hypnotism and all the magic tricks. We call him a magician. Do you think that magician will ever become a non-magician? Uh, yeah, I can think that. Definitely. Magician can become a non-magician, non-magician. At least his, his, own, his own free, his volition, he may not exhibit it, but it is there in him, no? I would say that he can never, he will always be a human being, right? Let's say, even if we were to go at her, but because that's what I'm saying when I talk about, if we say acquisition, when I use, if we use the word acquisition, anything that okay. is acquired. What, what, what about your swimming? Sorry? What about your swimming capability? No, no, my swimming capability is one of those things or a cycling capability is one of those things. But I've acquired many things in my life and lost many things. Certainly so, have. Lost thing. What lost is has not become yours. If you have if you have used it temporarily, you have used it only temporarily because that has not become your nature. Here, when we talk about prakriti, means that becomes one with you. Yeah, but that what I'm saying, Binduji, is that something is like, I think somehow intrinsic nature, right? That which can't be lost. So let's yes. say there's a certain, this is what you're referring to now, right. an intrinsic nature, right? That, yes, that's intrinsic this person nature. is intrinsically oriented to jnana or one person is intrinsically oriented to bhaktis. That's an intrinsic thing. Some people are intrinsically thinking people, some people are intrinsically feeling people. So in that would be, yeah, okay, I understand. Thank you. So Binduji, I was saying that uh, when you hear people talking about the unreality of the body, a couple of people here have shared that when they started seeing the unreality of all this, things changed for them in a uh, perceptible way. Like a uh, uh, couple of people have said it here. One of them even shared that they had arthritis, which all of that healed and a lot of things happened. So that's the reason that I asked a specific question and see where's your view because you also came into some understanding uh, and I'm assuming a complete understanding um, for the lack of a better word let me call it an awakening see that is why I said that uh, the intrinsic nature or the reality of mine and your reality I do not see it separately the appearance of your physical body your name or your uh, voice, your appearance and mine are externally can be different. But the, in the, the, the reality with which you experience your awareness or your existence and the reality with I, I experience my own awareness, there cannot be two separate ones. The objects can change, the capacity of our instruments can change like capacity of I need a specs to see something, you may not need it. I may need a year, you know, some some gadgets for my better apprehension of the world. You may not need it. That doesn't change that, but the understanding of or the knowing of every moment of yours and mine are absolutely the same. What 
you know you as you and I as I, there is no difference. This aspect is to be seen in every atom of the world, every creation of the world. This is why there is when that that Sarvam Khaluidam Brahma or that everything is nothing but existence and awareness appearing in the, fame, in the name and form and qualities. The name and qualities and appearance can change, but the existence and awareness will never change. And that which is the nature of any object, it will always remain the same. Like how I said about the fire or the water will always remain the same. The appearance of the snow, small, I mean, a cloud or a water or a ice, we know that that is the appearance of the same substance which is called water, which is now appearing as cloud. It is the same substance which is called water now appearing as snow, but in reality it is nothing but water. That knowledge, type of a knowledge will be there in our transaction. So there is no otherness in reality, in appearance there is otherness. Right. Thank you, Binduji. Um, thank you, Yash. Yeah, Namaste, Binduji. Yes, um, so, uh, so ji like uh, the, the, this was my, like um, the biggest. This is the biggest blocker for me, uh, right? In Advaita is the um, okay. So I can say that the entire world is in my consciousness. That much I can agree. But the problem is, there is very good fossil evidence and all that. That there is a time in 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 Earth history where there was not even a single conscious being. There were just rocks everywhere and just simply everything is non-living thing so no consciousness whatsoever i mean uh, how, how do we reconcile that with uh, advaita i mean I, I, that's always confusing to me if you can explain that so that is why rahul when i say that existence awareness doesn't mean that it is life that is where your erroneous knowledge has taken you away what it is saying is that the existence, how do is expressing the existence itself. It is expressing existence itself as awareness. It is available for awareness to grasp it. Whether you have an instrument for awareness as a human being or as an animal or, a, or as a tree is not what we are talking about. Every atom is existing and that existence itself is awareness, whether it is a fossil or whether it is a dust or whether it is a, you know, atomic nature or it, whether it is a Himalaya, doesn't matter. Or it can be a Andromeda, the cosmos. Anything can be there, but the, the very existence of it is the proof that it is exhibiting awareness in the form of existence. You cannot separate the two sides of the coin. Existence itself is awareness, awareness is itself existing. Because you cannot say something existing, if fossil existed, it was in awareness which is it existed. I, the existence itself is awareness, because of which it was known. If awareness was not and existence is not awareness, it will never be known. Uh, uh, thanks, Bindaji. Uh, thanks, Bindushi. I I just wanted to touch upon that, like when you said the fourth chapter helps the seeker 
uh, in resolving some unnecessary ideas that might be coming up in mind right so uh, like uh, can you just little bit uh, expand it how does that actually help like because the siddhanta is already covered in the third chapter right so how like how to understand this fourth chapter pratipaksha niraharana that is the doubts and the you know confusions which can come for people who have not understood it in the first place there will be always you no know, like what rahul was asking now he thought that existence awareness is life is what is existence awareness but adwaita doesn't talk about life as existence awareness or atma jiva and brahma is not only for living beings anoraniyan mahato mahiyan even the atom of the atom and the biggest of the biggest you can imagine everything is in that so one who knows this has no doubt about it but who cannot understand this there will be questions in the mind why only the, you know when you say awareness only things which have got life can be having awareness that awareness what we are talking about is what is called apprehension or cognition of perception but the awareness which we are talking about is the existence itself and the existence itself when it is awareness because existence how do you know existing something is existing because it is exhibiting awareness with which i know it is existing so there the existence and awareness cannot be bifurcated it is one and the same one is as a static thing the other one is is for the perception the existence is available as per object for perception so that aspect is not really a dichotomy or a two separate aspects it is one and the same these type of doubts when it is coming been in this fourth chapter the the verses are addressing these type of negative i mean oppositions which are being thrown out by the other philosophers and other schools of philosophies that will get nullified okay thank you bindu ji yeah. nargis you have a question yeah namaste bindu ji i wanted namaste. to um, i just wanted to um, use my own words and yours to see if i've understood the concept um, of this thing that you're calling prakriti um, is it essence or the whatness of things where um, it's non contingent like for for example fire the whatness of fire is heat it it may look different in different flames which is form but its essence is unchangeable so no matter where the fire is and how it looks in different uh, places or areas in the world the prakriti remains the same and this uh, essence is in the knowing which is uh, existence itself um have i understood it correctly yeah that's the right way of knowing it because it will never change but up changes is the appearance but the intrinsic nature of the fire to burn something as a potency will be always there in it whether it is being showing light or whether it is just heat in the form of heat doesn't matter but there is a potency for it to consume uh, burn things and the conditions when it is favorable only it will burn but 
the fire as a thing will be always having it so what's the essence of of a fire is it uh, the the potential to burn is that uh-huh yes the potency to burn mm-hmm. is the is the intrinsic nature of fire when it burns it can exp- express itself as light and heat correct yeah and um yeah you're right and and the essence i mean the prakriti of a human being is um is in the knowing which is existence itself can you expand on that for me a little bit the existence because without knowledge the even when you are not perceiving anything in your deep sleep you knew that you existed it is without object you knew that you are existing without perception you had the knowledge of your your own existence this is the intrinsic nature of the individual who can become as a witness and stand apart from the experiences of waking dream and deep sleep to know that the one i which was earlier dreaming now in waking also had a deep sleep where i knew nothing so that knowledge of i which is observing that these expressions are happening in my awareness and i am the one who is observing the expressions but i am not the one who is part of those expressions mm-hmm. i am an observer of to that mm-hmm. so this deep linking yourself from the perception aspect to the witness of the perception mm-hmm. is the reality of the individual mm-hmm. got it thank you so much lovely so so interestingly binduri that means is it something it's very interesting because it's basically that is it that the prakriti of the purusha in the same sense is the witness is the sakshi bhav right is is what is that what we are saying that's the that's the real nature and so yes. you abide in that nature right yes Yeah. Mm. Thank you all. See you in the next room. Thank you. Very good. Thank you.